All right. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. Hey, this is a show about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur. And let's face it, lots of lows the last two and a half years, thanks to the government. Whether you're looking for direction on how to be more successful as an entrepreneur, you want to learn from others who've been where you are, or if you're really just looking for someone to share in the glorious struggle that we call entrepreneurship and that we all made the choice to participate in, this is the show for you. I got the girl game back with me again today. I've got Cheryl Devon, barely. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and Michelle Fuller. Today's episode is titled Inflation, Immigration, and a Very Bad Situation. And we're going to dive into that very bad situation first because I'm losing my sanity over something that's been happening for the last five weeks. I mean, I'm losing my fucking mind and I need some help. I feel like Michelle and Cheryl, you two are the perfect people to help me out. So before we get into that, how y'all doing today? I think this should come with a warning. I've had no coffee yet. I barely okay. had internet. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the show from the road and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a morning. So there is no telling what may come out of my mouth today. Now that should be frightening enough because we never know what's going to come out, <laughs> but today, especially. Yeah. You she looks fabulous. You do. Well, you're, you. you're a fucking you smoke shoe today. Fabulous. You know, you know, like, like I've said, sometimes even a blind squirrel can get a nut once in a while. <laughs> I can look all right. So. I mean, you, you, you rolled in like a minute before we started on, yeah. and Michelle and I were fully prepared to put you on blast. We were going to tell the yeah. entire world how you were a no show. And then here she, here she comes. And then she looks like a smoke show. So we can't even like say anything other than it's because hey, I am a professional. That's true. And I, I'm over here looking like a homeless trucker today. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Are you, do you guys want to dive into my bad situation? Yes. 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 We're dying oh. here. Oh, my God. Okay. So listen, this truly warning. If you have young kids, like uh, you may want to put some earmuffs on them because this is going to go. Play. I don't know where this is going to go, but oh, you, God. you've been warned. And listen, Matt, our production engineer, I don't know if you just want to like put some earmuffs on too. Like this is not going to be a good situation, I don't think. But here we go. I'm going to break it down for you. For like five weeks now, I have been getting spam emails. Like I, I feel like somebody sold my email account. And, and, and look, I have like seven email accounts, right? And there's ones tied to different businesses. And then I have Three that are personal accounts. I have like a Yahoo account, which is my trash account where the spam should go. I have my Gmail account, which doesn't get a lot of spam. It's really, that's used uh, honestly, mostly for notifications into um, Google onto the Google Drive. And then I have my iCloud, my at me account. And that's my primary personal account. That's the one that I give to most people when I'm sharing my email address and it's not business related. And I think that email address has been sold. It's been clearly compromised. So for five weeks, every day, at least 10 times a day, I get emails that offer me guidance on learning how to squirt from my vagina. <laughs> and I am losing my shit over it. I want it to stop. I am so offended by these emails. I mean, 
I'm offended. I blush when I when I see the subject lines in my inbox. It's I, I can't tell you the level to which I am pissed. I've unsubscribed. I've blocked. I've moved them to spam. I've moved them to junk. I've created rules. I have literally. I have sent emails back threatening their fucking lives. I've done internet <laughs> searches to try to find these motherfuckers. And I can't, uh, this you can't find it to end, you guys. All right. So here's God. how much are they charging? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's I think that's the important question here. I, I I want to see, you know, how when people offer a course, you know, for for this week only, you know, $99, what have you. I want to see what kind of a platform these entrepreneurs are offering for this course. Are they using Kajabi? You know, is is there a do-it-yourself course? Is I, there guided instruction? Do you get to speak one-on-one with a private coach? How does one do? I mean, do you do this the same way as any other small business entrepreneurial endeavor? This is the difference between me and you. I'm focused on the fact that like even, okay, so I can't even really bring myself, like uh, clearly I'm the prude in the group, clearly. And I can't even bring myself to look at the emails other than to scroll quickly to the bottom to see the unsubscribe here link, which by the way, it says click here to unsubscribe and it's not a fucking link. And then these guys have the audacity to put in an actual image that they're following the can spam laws. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I can't even unsubscribe. I can't unsubscribe. So I email them back and I'm literally like, if you don't remove me from your list, I am going to find you and I am going to actually hurt your mother. Stop Did it. Did it work? No. no. What you should do is tell them that you are a small business coach and that you can help them get their website up and working properly and better. Make her, something like, from it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> make, I mean, make, I, make a, you know, help, help another entrepreneur out, Julie. Come on. Th- <laughs> these are criminals. These are criminals. This is the like bottom layer of society right here. There, these- there's no, there's no crime against juicy patooties, you know, come on. <laughs> I, I, as long as they're 18 or older. And, I'm blushing and right now. Sense, you know? Do I think they know who's 18 or over? I mean, I'm barely 18. And well, they're sending I, I me know. this shit. I, I understand that. I'm still wondering what kind of a platform they use. How do you set up a course like this? See, they the, the have the wrong person boy, to their the email list. The exactly. wrong person. <laughs> the 13-year-old boy goes, how do they do this? I mean, how how do you do what is their what is their success rate? How, you know, these are the things that will keep me up at night. Look at Julie. <laughs> there have been so few times since I've met Julie that I've seen her absolutely flabbergasted and unable to put together words. But here we are. Sadly, this is not <laughs> the first time I've seen Julie. This is at, the first time moment. I've seen and it. And it's, it's, usually, it's usually my fault because I am a 13-year-old boy <laughs> trapped in a professional businesswoman's body. I am. <laughs> I am Beavis. I'm Beavis. I know. And I might be like... I don't know who's the prudiest, prudiest, prudest like TV character, you know, that might be me. You're June Cleaver. I don't even like when people talk about poop. Like I, and I, I often give you advice 
from the bathroom. I know. And it makes I am the bathroom advisor on top of everything. Uncomfortable. Well, if you're uncomfortable, imagine how I must have felt before I went in. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know my struggles, Jules. You don't know my struggles. And you don't know. I mean, you've got, you've probably got some, some poor, poor guy in. I, where, where do they send these things from? Is it, you know, the Philippines, it can be from Thailand, you know, where, where somebody's sitting there, just they, they've got, they're living the American dream, trying to just, you know, be their own business person in the only way they know how, but I'm curious, do you, does Kajabi let you put that kind of a thing on their platform for a course? I, See, now I'm curious I, about Kajabi. I actually hate you right now. <laughs> wait, wait. Kartra, she has is more it on questions. Kartra? Maybe Kartra? I don't know. Who? I, I honestly, <laughs> I would have not predicted in a million years that was the direct, that was the help. I, this is not the help I'm looking for. I needed to stop. How it do might you stop when you when you offer your business services and tell them just how poorly structured this whole thing is, and then. Make make your offer, and if they're not willing to to uh, enter into a contractual agreement and pay you the the stated amount, then they have to discontinue all communication with you because at that point you're not coaching them anymore. I would just keep turning it around and telling them that they are now your client, and until they pay up, that you know. You're you're gonna threaten legal action for not um, going ahead. I mean, they're making stuff up. Why not? You know, the unsubscribe is obviously made up. Why not make up that you have entered into a contractual agreement to improve their small business, and until they pay your fee, you will take legal ramifications, or they must cease and desist with all communication. Should I just start spamming them back with how yes. to better sales? Count? I actually yes. don't disagree with her methodology. It is a sick AF, but I am here for it. I mean, it's it's an unconventional think out of the box solution, but I think it could work. Mm-hmm. It's so painful to me. Like I actually like cry when I open up my just email. forward forward it to me, and I'll I'll take care of them. I'll troll them. I will take it next level troll. You know, troll one thousand, big boss troll. I got this. I got I got you. And I may find out what platform they're using. <laughs> Are you going to buy the course? No, I don't want to buy the course. <laughs> I need to learn how to, you know, how to, to spit girl watermelon seeds. I, I don't. I don't need to know this. Stop, 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 stop. No, no. Okay. We're going to change the subject <laughs> just a little bit because I. I'm um, trying to bring it back to business. I have been. Yes. And offer a solution, a viable one. You okay. Okay. So here's the re, here's like the question is obviously these these people, and you know, we all get spam every day, right? They're not they're not truly trying to sell you anything. They're just like what what are they like is the goal to just annoy people? No, like, I think they are trying to sell something. And I mean, I don't think it's just with, you know. Um, Hervey Paul sending you the the course offering. It it comes into into 
everybody on social media platforms coming into your your DMs or mm-hmm. emails, you know, they they friend you and then immediately you have to join their page and hey, you need to be yep. part of this course. It's what I call pitch slapping. Yeah. I mean, they're literally coming in and, and pitch slapping you and expecting you, you know, to to submit and do exactly what they're bullying you into doing for their own benefit. That is a pitch slap. It's the lowest form of sales I've ever seen. It's terrible. Well, they obviously don't lead with integrity. No. <laughs> Correct. No, I mean, they, you're, you're... <laughs> they lead with a ping pong ball in, in yeah. this case, you know, so I would forward that email to any other, I tell you, when you get one spam, like if you get a one of those spammy messages in your DMs, say on LinkedIn or Facebook, uh-huh. you, should, you should get their email address and then forward those to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. I think it's next level trolling. I, yeah, I, I will tell you nothing, nothing really irritates me more. Nothing turns me off faster than somebody who's just cold pitching me in my inbox. It turns you off faster than the course, obviously. The course oh. just turns you red. Yeah. The, well, listen, that I don't even know that. I mean, I'm sure it probably is a course or something because how else would you learn it? But it could be an ebook as well, it, a manual, say, a checklist, kind of mastermind. You know, they put the Kama Sutra into a manual. Why couldn't they do this? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. But this is one of the things, I guess, you know, from a from a business perspective, when you are like doing sales, you cannot cold pitch into people's inboxes. I mean, a lot of people do it. It's just the it takes no it, it takes no skill. It doesn't, you're not building relationships. It turns mm-hmm. whatever you're doing into a transaction. And that there is a transaction. And it makes you look like an asshole. It really makes you look like an asshole. It does. It makes you look like an asshole, which is, you know, it's gross. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. And I think, do you think that people do that because they don't know a better way to sell or they're trying to just play the numbers game where they're like, maybe I'll get lucky a little That's bit. That's exactly oh. what I think. I, I, it's, it's that, that old outdated uh, sales technique that used to be taught that, you know, just throw your, your net far and wide and whatever, whatever you get, you know, eventually you're, you're going to hook into a school of fish, except it doesn't mm-hmm. work that way anymore. It really does not because, um, you know, you're, the fish have gotten smarter. <laughs> you know, if you don't have that fantastic red and white daredevil lure and just the right weather conditions with, you know, Gramps and his boat going off into that, that secret spot, you're not going to, you're not going to catch it. If you don't have the right lure anymore, if you don't, and the right lure in this case is building that relationship, earning their trust, making them see you have a solution to their problem, showing that you provide value, make it relational and not transactional and not this, you know, I'll just, I'll just beat people into submission, pitch slapping. I mean, it's like pimping. It's the same thing. It doesn't work. Eventually you spend time in the big house and in the big house for business, that means you go broke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Don't it's, bitch slap. It's a really, um, I, I actually find myself, first, I'm angry and annoyed with people that do. And I'm like, why are you wasting my time with this shit? But then I, I feel um, some level of um, compassion for the people who are doing it. Cause I'm like, they clearly don't know how to actually sell. They don't, they don't have any idea how to write one good copy Two, and, and I get them in my business inbox all the time where people will pitch me, you know, services and yeah. I probably, you know, we all do. And it's very annoying because I, mm-hmm. there are sometimes it's a service that I might actually consider using, but because they cold pitched me, I won't use it. That's exactly it too. I won't yeah. consider them. And I'm like, if you would have built a relationship, if you would have led with, you know, Hey, I'd love to set up a call and learn about your business. And I see what you're doing is really, you know, it's interesting. I've been following you on social media. I've listened to your podcast. I listen to your radio show, whatever it is so that you've actually put some work into it. You know, some things about what's happening and then just be like, I want to just want to connect and see if there's a way that we can work together. I love the ones. I love the ones that come in cold call into your inbox and they pitch you the services you already provide. Oh, I know. Those are my favorite. I'm like, that's, I know, right? Like as somebody who's like, hey, I can help you write a best-selling book. I'm like, I'm already, already wrote author, Bozo the Clown. Like fucking go look, it'll take you 30 <laughs> seconds to spot that on my, but not even, not even five seconds. Pull up my bio on LinkedIn. It's Obviously, in the headline. Learning disability. That's all. Yeah. Dyslexia. I don't know. Laziness. Yeah, I heard it really is. I heard a really funny dad joke yesterday. Okay, I'm down for it. Are you familiar with the the group DAM? No. Mothers Against Dyslexia. Mm -mm. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yes. Uh, I may use that one today. uh, That made me laugh when I heard it. Stage. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. That'll go over well. That's a good one. Damn. Mothers against dyslexia. Do you get it, Michelle? Damn, dyslexic. Instead of M-A-D, they're dyslexic. So it's D-A-M. Oh. <laughs> Drink more coffee. No, I no, no. I mean, that's coffee. Dead. Listen, listen. Um, I'm always the last one to get the joke. Always. Ask oh, Joey. Ask that's anyone. So adorable. That's cute. That is really <laughs> super I need cute. like a thesaurus for jokes. Always. That's really funny. I'm here for you, Michelle. That's very funny. I'm your girl. <laughs> All I'm here right. for both of you. We are. Thanks for the solutions on that one, ladies. Um, I will not be enrolling in that course. I'm, Send I'm, it to me. I'm going to check fix it. That problem. All right. On the other side, we're going to come back. We've now talked about the very bad situation. Now we're going to talk about inflation, which is also a very bad situation. So we'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. 
So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. All right. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. We have covered the very bad situation. We're not even going to look back on that one. We're just going to move forward now. And we're, we're going to segue. Yeah, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about inflation, because as probably everybody saw, the Fed raised interest rates again yesterday, 75 basis points. So um, effectively, we are now on an eight-month decline on the housing market, and interest rates are, what are they at now, four? They're the highest rate they've been since 2008. They are um, actually, what I read this morning was that interest rates are like we oh maybe it was just inflation hasn't inflation hasn't been this bad in over 40 years. 40 years, yeah. 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 So um and this is you know really a very very direct impact on small business owners. So a little bit of data, some data points for for everybody. Um so MetLife and the US Chamber of Commerce has did some studies and they said that 85% of small business owners um surveyed have deep concerns about inflation and one in three, so 33.333% listed inflation as their top business concern. Um, And it is how inflation affects small businesses. We see it in higher costs, um, tighter profit margins, and they have to take on more debt, right? So, um, the way that um, many um, small business owners are um, are actually dealing with the, the inflation crisis, because let's call it what it is, um, 30% of them have taken on additional debt. And with the Fed raising rates, <laughs> that debt is actually more debt and more debt. So um, let's let's dive into this problem. Should we put it into perspective? <laughs> Yes. Yes, we should. <laughs> it's not raising it's inflation isn't raising isn't isn't being raised that fast. Isn't inflation at like 8.2% or something right now? Yeah, it is. At least at least that's the latest one that I read what 2 days ago. 8. So it's really probably closer to like 12 or 13%. Probably. Yeah. If if we're going to get there. I had an an interesting call with my financial advisor. Um, before, before I hit the road and, um, he said to hold on, this is going to be this, this is the weirdest situation that he and 26 other people, there's a conglomerate that comes together and they, they watch all of it and nobody knows exactly what's going on because even though we watched, um, you know, what happened with, with the fall of the stock market and everything in um, 87, if you, if, if people are old enough to remember that, that stock market crash, at least there you could see what 
the predictors were. Mm-hmm. From what he says on this one, since you've got, you know, craziness with Ukraine, you've got green energy, you've got all these different things that are all, you know, coming about. Nobody knows exactly how to predict it, but they are thinking that rather than another six months of this and then it starts to ease up, you're looking at another 12 to 18 months of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I've I've heard 2025 is when we can expect things to start getting better. So that is a full almost 30 months away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That is really, really scary because when you think about like, you know, the like, look, I don't, I, we all know that prices at the, at the pump are higher than they were, you know, in, you know, January of 2020 they're significantly higher um, groceries. The price is increasing. I don't look, and this is, I know this is a blessed, this I'm, I'm blessed. I, I understand that. I don't look at the price of groceries. I don't like, I couldn't tell you what, a gallon of milk cost a year. Well, first off, I don't buy milk, but <clears throat> excuse me. I couldn't tell you what something costs a year ago versus what it costs today. I can tell you collectively my grocery bill is significantly higher. It's almost impossible for me to get out of the grocery store without spending at least 60 or $70 more than I used to when I would go. Well, That's and, not I mean, significant. All- all services, goods and services, all of this is being passed on to to consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, anybody that you you can't get as much for the dollar anymore. I mean, first of all, they were printing it like, you know, I could go it was in and like monopoly money. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, what I, I guess if you're gonna go ahead and send a bunch of money to other countries, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to have a little more in the coffer. So just print it up and screw your own people, you know, because we're the ones that are suffering at this point. We, and they know it. And they don't care. They don't oh, care. they don't care. And, you know, so a couple of a couple of things here. It's not, this isn't complicated in terms of when you think about money and the value of the dollar and, you know, the, it all, this is also intertwined, right? So, the the left is up in arms right now because Biden said on 60 Minutes, and he shouldn't have said it according to the left, <laughs> that the pandemic is over, right? They're flipping out. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they should be because all, all of the mail-in stuff is, is now null and void. Well, not only that, but, you know, he, he under tr- Trump had it as well just for like the last, you know, year that he was in office, not, not quite the last year. And, you know, Biden has had it since he stepped into office where there's all these additional executive privileges that he has at this mm-hmm. point because we are in a pandemic, right? Now he says the pandemic is over. In <laughs> fact, the the big thing that he did just 30 days ago, he really couldn't do unless there was a pandemic, which was basically take offset a trillion dollars worth of student loan debt and give it to other exactly. people to pay. Couldn't do it, right? So there's there's all these people who are, already struggling. They're already struggling. Things are, they cost more. And then we're just adding more to it. And I can remember, I mean, y'all, I'm not joking. I was maybe seven and in the year, maybe younger, maybe younger. And this is the seventies and, you know, inflation was high. Jimmy Carter was 
<laughs> not a great president. He was, no. you know, he's a nice man, but he was too nice to be president. And uh, <laughs> Biden, ironically, is the first um, president that'll be worse than Jimmy Carter, um, which I <laughs> and, didn't. And Carter, mercy. Carter's just happy he lived long enough to see it. I know. Right? Yeah, he's like, oh, thank God, I know. can leave the Earth in peace. Yes, with but, with the UFOs. Yes, but the, you know, yes. we were we had a, we were in a crisis, right? There was lines for gas. You could get gas when you had you know even or odd license plate numbers or whatever. You could only buy. Oh, I remember that, amount. and it was crazy. And the only reason I remember it is because it's on the beginning of the clips of the movie Miracle, which is one of my favorite movies. Anyway, I can remember asking my mom. I'm like, I'm young. I'm I'm like, if kindergarten, if. Well, why don't they just print more money? Then people have mm. more money and we, yeah. could, you know, and you can buy more things. And she said, the way that printing more money impacts the price of things is that you have to then raise the cost of goods in order to balance it out. And so if you wanted to buy a loaf of bread and you printed more money, we would literally have to take a wheelbarrow full of money into the grocery store to buy a loaf of bread. And she's like, it's not, you can't print more money to cover the costs of things when the costs of the things are rising. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And what have we seen in the last 24 months? We've seen that your mother should have been the one advising our current <laughs> just administration. Great to say the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Because all we're doing is printing money and it, it just, it blows my mind how many people don't understand why that is a broken system. Because they, they either don't want to know or they weren't taught it. I mean, well, they probably weren't taught it. Our school system is lackluster at best. Yeah. Or they just love being ignorant because the government in their mind, and I'm speaking generally about one class of people, not one class of people, but you know, um, <clears throat> the people on the L, they, <laughs> they don't want to know because they love being oblivious. Yeah. They love not knowing. And when they love not knowing, they can claim ignorance, right? Because if you claim ignorance, you don't have to do anything differently. Well, and the, the other the other, you know, the other side of that I hear is, well, it's it's just too big and I can't make a, a difference. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. So I don't even pay attention to it. That's what I've heard from I don't know how many people. And it's it's I get it, but it's aggravating. It it's painful. And you know, at, at this stage, since it is happening, the question I have is what can we offer as solutions to help? people get through it because mm -hmm. at, at, at this, it's out of control. Right. I mean, and we're, there's no stopping this no, runaway there's train. Not. There's not. And this is where this is, this is the other thing that I was going to talk about. This is, this is direction I was heading. So perfect, Cheryl. I um, had a conversation months ago with a client of ours. And I said, you know, they're having to raise prices. This is a, it's a, it's a restaurant, but this applies to any business at this point, any product or service-based business. People have fewer dollars to spend from a discretionary standpoint, mm -hmm. right? So if I, if you are a restaurant owner and you, you've already had to raise your prices, your, 
staff is probably overworked at this point because, well, one, you know, there's still a problem with people not wanting to work, but also you can, you can afford to hire fewer people because your, you know, prices are higher. You're making less profit off of everything that you're selling. You're, and I, as a consumer, I have to make a choice over where I'm going to put my discretionary dollars. You have to make an exceptional case for why I should spend them with you. So your marketing, and I'm not suggesting people need to go out and blow a budget on marketing. That is not what I'm saying. Although you could hire Certivium and get a really good <laughs> marketing for a value. But I am saying this, you have to sit down and be very intentional thinking about what is your strategy that you're going to use for letting people know how amazing your product or service is, why they should be spending their money with you. I also think it's important for all of us to shop local and support small businesses. So knock it off with the fucking Amazon purchases, everybody. Go find it locally. I know Amazon's convenient, but Amazon doesn't need more of your money. Small businesses do. I I agree with that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it, it. it's the way that I'm starting to advise uh, clients too, you know, with their strategy, it comes down to communication. You have to, you have to get really tuned in to whom you're speaking to, to speak a language that really resonates with them, say it in the area where they're going to be the most receptive and just, you know, that's, that's your fishing lure. That's that lure that you're using. It's not that big, big net that, you know, from the pimp slapping days, but it's it's that that you know going in after that trophy fish because quite honestly there aren't huge schools of fish to catch anymore not with this situation so Julie I mean I think you are spot on get really solid with your messaging yeah Michelle any thoughts on that well because you're not just selling <clears throat> you're not just selling a result you're selling the journey you're selling the person that you're going to become on the way to the result. And people more now than anything want some hope. They want some hope and they want to know that they have control over them and what they can do. And a lot of people feel stuck and hopeless. So that's why going back to what you said, messaging is so important because you're not just selling a result. You're selling them hope. Tangible. And that, exactly. And that's everybody wants that right now, especially the people that, you know, don't feel like they can do something different. The people that choose not to, yeah. you know, face the situation. Right. And, you know, like I just, so listen, I just had this, this idea, this might be really dumb, but uh, <laughs> that, it, it can't be dumber than the, the suggestions from last segment. <laughs> I, so I was just thinking, right. So you have to get creative. So again, going back to, restaurant, for example, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading this really interesting book that I don't want to tell anybody the name of, because I want to use ideas from that book to like, for, for different podcasts and shows. So I'm not going to tell anybody the name of the book, but um, one of the things that I was just reading about and is the, um, how like we're so connected to our cell phones, right? That like the family dinner has essentially gone away. So if you're a restaurant, what if you have like a, you know, you offer like there's a there's a night of the week like Wednesday nights, which is a traditionally very slow night in the, in a in the restaurant industry where it's the put down your phone night. 
And it's this family dinner, right? And so like no phones allowed at the table. And you're literally like now you're having this actual experience with your family, right? That's just, that costs you nothing from a marketing perspective other than to put out that messaging. And it's something different. No one else is doing it. You've got to find ways to like carve out and make yourself, you know, differentiate yourself from everybody else. And this is like every business out there. And this is where, Andy Frasilla says this all the time. If you can make it during these times, imagine what you're going to be able to do during the good times. Because this time, this, and I'm not trying to say that there's a, this, if there was a plus side to everything that's happening, this is it. You're going to learn who the fuck you are during this oh, time. Hell that's what's going to yes. happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is yes. the perfect place to to hone your craft and and get it out there and establish yourself as the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to message Stacy and tell her we need to do the put down your phones night for, for one of our clients. Because I think, I mean, they're just simple little things that we can, that you can do as a business that make yourself stand out and you have to get really creative. And so you, you know, sit down, brainstorm. And I know I like to throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. You know, 99.9% of my ideas fucking suck. Oh, but it's that, but it's that 1% that's brilliance. So, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to cost to, to stand out. It just requires a little thought and a little strategy. Right. And that's how you, if you, if people have discretionary dollars to spend and people's, their discretionary dollars are less and less. So maybe before, again, sticking with the restaurant um, theme, before you could afford to go out to eat once a week. Now you can maybe go once a month. You want people to choose your restaurant that one time a month. So you better stand out so people know, right? Same with, you know, your product, if you're selling bowls, we have our good friend, Scott Alexander sells yeah. bowls. Like if you want somebody to spend their discretionary dollars on that, you have to stand out. Your message has to be heard. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, we've All got right. coming up. We do. On the other side of the break, we are going to talk about immigration. I don't know that we'll have any good solutions on that other than maybe what Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis and is it Greg Abbott have come up with? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. All 
All right. Welcome back to the show. I've got Michelle Fuller and Cheryl Devon, the girl gang with me today. And ooh, we have covered a lot of ground today. We've gone I- from instigation in inflammation to inflation and now immigration. immigration. Yeah. And I do want to report, I just checked my email inbox and so far, no. You're not inflamed. She's no, been no. marked safe, everyone. Woo-hoo! I'm marked safe <laughs> from squirting emails today. And maybe my maybe my threats worked. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Immigration. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I want to start by talking about the positives of immigration. Michelle, what do you got? <laughs> the positives? Yeah. Well, I think in the past, you know, immigration was the promise of a free country where your dreams could come true, right? Sure. I mean, that's what the Statue of Liberty embodies. So people that were coming to America in the past had a dream. They came here to make their dreams come true, to provide a better living and future for the generations that were coming after them. What I think immigration means now is very different. And I think it's so different because people are being poured into our Southern border states And I feel like we all believe from our perspective that it's being done to skew voting in the future. What do you guys think? Let me go ahead and and throw out the difference here. What you talked about in your first segment is legal immigration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and there are positives. Um, My old old trainer, um, Igor, he and his family defected to the United States. And he became a U.S. citizen. Now, there is a huge, huge pro- you know, process. And I think the positive in that is they learn, they learn our government probably better than we do. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, we're born into it. They chose to be here. They want, I, I've never seen anyone more patriotic than Igor and his family ever. Well, and that is the truth for most people that, that do it legally. That that I would I would agree with that. And I mean, there's there's a lot of steps, but if if you really want to be a U.S. citizen, I mean, it, nothing nothing proves it more that to jump through those hoops now with the illegal immigration that's going on. These people just want to take advantage of the system. They'll make the argument that they want to get away from from, you know, horrors and atrocities, and maybe, maybe a bunch of them too, but we're not addressing, we're, we're, we're trying to, by letting them flood in, what we're doing is we're bringing horror and atrocity to us in a, in a situation where our country is already in, in a weakened state by inflation or, or what have you, instead of, you would think that as a solution, you'd look at, how do we fix these horrors and atrocities so they don't have to leave the home that they were born and raised in so that they feel safe so that they don't feel like they need to come and and pilfer off of ours it's it's not being addressed and i think it goes back to what you said michelle is that they don't want to fix this the problem they want them here because for voting and it, it was funny you know during the break we were talking about article that came out, and I just looked at it it briefly, that stated that the Latin vote 
is going to be the deciding factor in four of the midterm um, in the in the midterm races in four different states. If you don't think that this influx of illegal immigrants that they're they're going in places like California or whatever and providing them with an ID despite not having citizenship, if you don't think for a minute that this isn't planned, you you might want to wake up and think again. Yeah, and I think it's way more nefarious than that as well. I, I mean, you know, this whole open borders, think about, you know, all, if you think that only, you know, like these, you know, the Latino vote is what they're going after, um, coming across the border. <laughs> that's, no. that's insanity. I mean, like, look at like the opioid crisis since the borders have opened and like the number of people that have died from fentanyl overdoses. Look at, uh, if, if you think that terrorists aren't actually coming across the border, look at the number of people that are like, when you see how many story we see story after story after story about somebody who you know, has been arrested for a crime like murder and rape. And it's somebody who crossed the border illegally and had already been in jail multiple times. And well, heck, they just they just had six um, six guys from Yemen that were on the terrorist list that they they grabbed at the Texas border. Yeah. So Shocking. I want to I go back to to I don't know if it, Michelle, if it was you or um, Cheryl, but, you know, we're talking about the you know, process of becoming a citizen. Right. And I know this is going to sound really cheesy and hokey. Uh, don't care. My radio show, I can do whatever the fuck I want. As I like to say, I do what I want, but there is this old movie quote that for me is speaks so well about what it means to be an American citizen. And I would really like to read it to, I would like to share it with everyone, right? So to be clear, it's, you know, from a 90s, you know, basically romance movie, The American President. If you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it, it's it's good. But here's the quote, America isn't easy. America is advanced citizenship. You got to want it bad because it's going to put up a fight. It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as the land of the free? Then the symbol of your country can't just be a flag. The symbol also has to be one of its citizens exercising their rights to burn that flag in protest. Show me that. Defend that, celebrate that in your classrooms. Then you can stand up and sing about land of the free. So we have somehow become this society where we think that the only definition, the only path, the only way is our way, whether you're on the left or the right, right? And I believe, I, I and, and maybe it's because I'm on the right, the right is far more accepting and forgiving and tolerant of others' opinions than the left. This is my opinion, but I truly believe that. I would say we're more available for conversations. Would yeah. you agree? I mean, we're, we're willing yeah. to have our yeah. conversations. Yeah. 100%. But I would also say this. I don't like people burning the flag, but no. I understand it's your right to do it. You know, in our household, my husband being, you know, military was 
active duty for 22 years and still, you know, is messing with it. Um, he makes the com- comment all the time because it, it drives me crazy when I see somebody burning the flag. And I, I'm like, how do you how do you go and and go overseas and, and fight a war or what have you? How do you do that? And then come back to this. And he said, that's exactly why I go is to defend the freedom for them to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yes. And that's kind of the point, right? So when we, when we talk, I have no problem with people who want to immigrate here and legally become citizens, go through the process, understand what it means to be an American, pay your own fucking way, right? I have a real problem with what's happening on our borders right now, a real problem with that. There is no checks and balances, no controls, nothing. It's just open for anybody. And we are watching as we don't have enough money right now to support our own people. And now they're like, you know, there's all of these programs for people who aren't even citizens to get money, to get health care. Like it's, it's absolute. How many people can't afford health care right now in this country that are actual citizens? A ton. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have, but, but these are things that are afforded to people who cross the border illegally. It's it, almost, it's almost worth it to denounce your citizenship and then come back. You know, it's it because you get more, you get more now. It, it's, it's like, it's like when you're a direct TV customer for 14 years and they won't give you the discounted rates or the free month of HBO. You almost have to quit, you know, direct TV and come back to get all the goods. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing with our country and the citizenship. Yes. <laughs> and it, is but i w- i would in in spirit I, I love where you're going i love america i'm never going to denounce oh, citizenship no, i wouldn't either um though i might be actively rooting for a civil war you don't you don't know <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't know you don't know what's going to happen but it's just you know it's it's very it's frustrating and you know we saw i saw yesterday I, th- I think I saw the headline, or maybe it was today, that um, I think I think I saw it early this morning that um, the they now have proposed or passed through. What does it go through for a Senate or Congress? Senate? It depends on on who's proposed the bill. Um, I think on on this particular one, if I, if I if it's the one I'm thinking of, the or, House is the one that that passed it, and then it'll go to legal the immigrants can vote. Yes. <sighs> Yeah, of course. That, that that came through yesterday. Who would have seen yes. that coming? That the House passed it, and now it goes to the Senate for their vote. Uh huh. With nine rhinos voting with the Democrats. Yeah, but it would have passed without even the, the 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 rhinos voting on it. But the fact that we have have the some you know, and it, it, it's in states where it will benefit them. Um, it just. They they don't care about the long term destruction of the country and what it's doing to normal citizens. It's about it's about power. Am I going to get reelected? And and that's that's where I come back to. I really I really wish to hell there were term limits on all of them because I agree. This it, it's just become and when you've got people that have been in you know in Congress for 40, 50 years, 
that's too long. That's just a power mm-hmm. grab at that point. That's not, that's not serving the people. That's not representing constituents. That's a power grab is what that is. Well, when you have somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who's been a public servant her entire life, public servant in air quotes, and is like a, you know, multi, multi, multi-millionaire, like you yeah. don't have kind of money in public service. Same, same. Exactly. All of them. All yeah. of them. Like you they don't like do. how, where, where, where the fuck does Biden's money come from? You don't make that money in public service. You know what we need to do? We need to sign them up for your, your email. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes back. It all well, I, and that's why I listen. I appreciate, and I know we're just about out of time here. We're coming up against the top of the hour. I appreciate greatly Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and their busing and flying, and like they're dropping, they're dropping illegal immigrants off at yeah. Kamala Harris's doorstep. They're sending them to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, where Biden has his beach house. They're sending them to Martha's Vineyard, and they're cleaning them up and moving them so quickly out of there. And that's the thing that people need to take notice of. They need to take notice of it's they are literally ruling from the rules for thee, but not for me. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It shines a light on the fact that their words do not match their actions. And I love that the Florida governor who I adore, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott in Texas are doing this because you can't deny what they say they're going to do and what they actually do when they're presented with the issue that we're dealing with. You need to, you need to pay attention to that when Mm -hmm. you go to vote here for midterms. That's what you need to be thinking about. Facts. Well, 100%. And I think the Arizona governor has started to do it as well. Yeah. Ducey. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got three governors who are all in on like, let's, 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 you know, and, and those states or those cities are declaring states of emergency. (laughs) New York is going to put them on cruise ships. Like, can I get a cruise ship? And and we know what happens when New York puts people on cruise ships. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, that is, we have reached the end of the show. This was a fun one. Thanks everybody for tuning in. You can catch replays of Defeat the Chaos every episode we have anytime you want. If you need more of this, because pretty much all of our episodes are this. Have a great week. (laughs) 